we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. And Happy New Year. We're going to be talking about veganery with Stuart Wallando. He was uh, back again for another show just to put your year right, put it on the right footing. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about that word veganism, folks, and really what it entails and how delicious it is and how healthy it is for you. He's written a book, a wonderful book called Eat plants, feel great, and save the planet. Escape the matrix. And that's what we talked about in the first show. All the details, all the information that he spent years putting together to put into this book um, of science-based information of why going vegan is not only good for your health, but excellent for the or living creatures on this earth and also for the planet itself. So I invite you to go back and listen to that show uh, because it's so filled with information, um, factual information. But today we're going to learn how easy it is to have a healthy lifestyle and that it's easy for you to change into and what the benefits are for you to live uh, you know more sustainably in your own life and that of the planet and we're going to be talking about um, how easy it is to plan for 2023 kind of starting off that foot we're not saying you're going to jump into veganism a hundred percent maybe you will yay but you know if it's ten percent twenty percent something that you just start changing that road uh, you'll see how it helps your health benefits and how it actually helps the ricochet of the planet so delighted to have you back here again Stuart and to face this 2023 we don't know what we're going to be facing this year they Mm -hmm. talk recessions they talk this they talk that and quite honestly if we are going into recession people aren't going to be able to afford meat anyway Mm -hmm. and so alternative not only benefits the animal kingdom but it benefits our wallet and it certainly benefits our health doesn't it Yes, it does. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me back on your show. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. And yeah, we're starting a new year and it's always a great time to set goals and make New Year's resolutions. And of course, one of the things many, many people uh, make resolutions about is their health and you know, wanting to get healthier, become healthier, um, start exercising and eating a, a healthier uh foods so that they can live a longer and happier and healthier life, which is uh, what I think all of us want to do, right? (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's as we get older, we kind of discover what the meaning of life is and what the meaning Mm. of our life is. And you don't want to discover that and then discover, well, now you've got huge health issues and you can't kind of fulfill that meaning of life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it is get healthy because it helps your mind and your brain be healthier and it helps making choices so much easier because you're not dealing up against those health barriers. So kind of don't wait down the road. It's never too late at any age Mm -hmm. to to change. But if you can do it while you're younger, then, you know, all the more benefit to a long, prosperous life. 
Yes, I think uh, Benjamin Franklin, uh, one of our founding fathers, said it best, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, adopting a plant-based lifestyle is, um, you know, a preventative type uh, of a dietary b- pattern, and it helps us avoid so many of the chronic conditions that so many people in the United States uh, suffer with. So, mm-hmm. I, like you said earlier in the introduction, you know, I talk a lot about that in my book and why it's so healthy for us to uh, adopt a plant-based lifestyle. And, uh, you know, I am 100% plant-based, uh, but any reduction you can make in your consumption of animal-based foods is going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference for your health. It'll make a difference for the planet, and it's certainly better for the animals. So I don't want people to think, oh, I can never do that because, you know, I can't become 100% plant-based. That may not work for everybody, certainly not in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if we change our dietary patterns quickly, uh, I don't know. Have you ever tried giving up caffeine, cold turkey, or sugar? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it can be a real struggle. Yes. Um, so it's. I think it's uh, sometimes easier to just kind of wean ourselves off of the caffeine over the course of like a week, and then after a week, you know, you're no longer addicted to caffeine, and you uh, don't have any headaches or don't don't feel bad. And the same may be true with animal-based foods. You know, I was born in. The United States, and I was taught to eat animal-based foods, and I uh, ate animal-based foods, you know, for the first 23 years of my life, thinking that it was natural, necessary, and nutritious. Uh, where the science in my book, right? that I, yeah, <laughs> the the science of my books, you know, uh, says that uh, that is not true, but that's what we're taught. Yeah, and so most people are eating a lot of animal-based foods. And so the thought of giving that up, people are thinking like, well, what can I eat? What do I eat? You know, it must be just Uh, a lettuce leaf. Yes. (laughs) Right. Just get a a salad three times a day. Uh, People have this idea that, you know, plant-based eaters are just eating grass, um, you know, so, um, but you know, there's a, there's a ton of uh, plant-based foods available and it gets really, really nice because it opens up a whole nother world when you, uh, move away from eating the standard, you know, burgers and yeah. steaks and and chicken. Uh, you start finding there's all kinds of foods out there that you maybe didn't even know uh, existed or ever had ever given a try. So uh, I think it's really creative. We're going to talk about some ways to make the transition easier. And um, I'm I'm excited because it's a new year, and mm-hmm. you know we have a choice, and yeah. that's what my book is all about: is about helping people. Uh, make informed decisions. And I think that the science in the book will help people make better choices for themselves and the family, and certainly for the animals and the planet. Mm. Um, You know, we'll say that the the biggest leap is that first step. Mm -hmm. All right, just just say, you know what, I'm just going to do one meal at a time. All right. right. Uh, I'm going to, I mean, we have this thing called Google, <laughs> masses of amount of recipes, you know, uh, social media, people sharing all the time. I've done numerous shows on veganism where people mm-hmm. have shared uh, their recipes and written entire books on it, etc. And, mm-hmm. you know, like yourself. So the thing is, is that 
30 years ago when people taught veganism to me, I thought, what the hell are you talking about? Right. <laughs> and it's like, you know, mm -hmm. give up meat, but that's so important to, to our lives. And, you know, because I was ignorant at that time and mm -hmm. then kind of came more the horrors of what the meat industry was, which was the antibiotics, the steroids, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, all the other stuff that you're feeding those animals that now you're eating, never mind right. the terror in which they die which means Correct. it changes the chemistry of the body and you're eating that chemistry. So there's mm -hmm. so many things to think about. And uh, mm -hmm. my, my daughter and her husband are 100% vegan, but I started kind of cutting back and slowing down a few years ago on the meat and things, partly mm -hmm. economical, partly consciousness. And yeah. now I would say I'm, I'm, I'm probably a 95% vegan at home. Oh, right. You know, maybe cream cheese or something like that. Um, when I go out, when I go to my son's, it is more meat. And when I'm mm -hmm. with my other daughter, it is 100% vegan. And so, yeah. you know, it is like, don't beat yourself up. If, you know, in this transition that you are going to be amongst people that just aren't going to get it or you can't just mm -hmm. eat the vegetable, you know, flexibility, don't add anxiety to it. But the conscious right. choice of what you eat at home and when you have the power to go out to what you can eat and the amount of restaurants today that have vegan mm -hmm. options, some of them don't do it right, right? They, they'll give you a vegan mm -hmm. burger, but not a, a vegan bun. You right. know, they give you an egg bun on a vegan burger. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them have gone on and created some incredible dishes that when people eat it, they go, this is vegan? Yeah. My God, this is so good. And so if you're willing to open up your mind just to trying, just to sampling, just give it a go and see how yummy it can be, you can still eat your burger. The vegan ground beef, uh, the one we have here is Eve's, uh, Y-E-V-S. Um, mm -hmm. That one is really, really good. It's great for, for any kind of ground beef type products you want to do, spaghetti bolognese, shepherd's pie, or any of that. Mm. Uh, you can get fish type uh, substitutes, chicken mm -hmm. type substitutes. And my daughter makes scrambled eggs out of tofu. Yeah, and it's really tofu hard scramble. to tell the difference, right? Tofu scramble. I yeah. mean, you know, it it's looks great. like egg because she has a special uh -huh. spice she puts on it. It tastes like egg, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many things that you don't have to give up. Just change what the content is. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Uh, a lot of people think uh, becoming plant-based just means you're eating salads every day. But as a plant-based eater, you can eat hamburgers, hot dogs, pizzas, yeah. lasagna, ice cream, cake, yes. cookies. I mean, and you don't have to make all that yourself. You can no. buy a lot of those products in the grocery store already. Uh, so it's never been easier. And I think that, you know, those types of foods that you can buy that are plant-based in the stores, it makes it, you know, horribly or really uh, efficient and effective at making the transition. So yeah. uh, I encourage people to, you know, embrace those, give them, yes. a, give them a try, yeah. you know? Um, and then I think over time, I, I think of those foods as like gateway plant-based foods. And over time, uh, I think you might fine like i did myself is that i moved more towards just whole foods whole fruits vegetables mm -hmm. grains legumes nuts and seeds just kind of naturally and now you know if i have a a plant-based burger it's maybe like once a month or something um you know it's not like how i'm not eating that way every day right. um but i'm i'm relying more on you know the whole grains and legumes and fruits and vegetables 
Um, but those um, plant-based foods you can get in the grocery store uh, are great for making the transition. It makes it really, really easy. It does, and and you know it's a good way to start. And uh, yeah. you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm saying you can take my meat. I don't care. Don't you touch my vegetables. Right? <laughs> I'm a six veg person a night, and I have my yeah. my basics, uh, which is generally kind of yam and carrot and onions and mushrooms mm -hmm. and uh, some nice. form of green vegetable whether it's bok choy or brussels sprouts or something mm -hmm. like that sometimes i roast it just in turmeric always add black pepper to turmeric because that releases the turmeric in there yeah. or i add a sauce to it or just tomatoes to it or i make mm -hmm. it in a slow pot um or you know it's the thing is is that you can use your imagination and mm -hmm. uh, and just really go but if you were if you really dive into the vegetables I cook them in different ways mm -hmm. saute them in garlic and let me tell you vegan butter is absolutely mm -hmm. great vegan margarine yeah. is absolutely great you will not know the difference at all and right. uh, it cooks things up beautifully and so sauteing some lovely garlic butter and then adding mm -hmm. some you know carrots and um and whatever other vegetable you want in that there's so much we can do because we step into something called imagination oh I, it's making me hungry in my mouth water <laughs> just hearing you talk about all of this delicious food um yeah and you know there's so many resources at our fingertips like you said yes. available online now yeah. you can find uh, plant-based recipes everywhere on the internet and so you know, you can find all kinds of creative ways to explore a, a plant-based lifestyle. And just one of the things we'll talk about in a few minutes when we look at the slides that I prepared today is, you know, try, you know, a new recipe a week, you know, yes. you, don't, uh, you know, and just make it fun and creative. Um, and it's easy mm. to do that. You don't even have to buy a cookbook that's plant-based. Yeah. You can just find the recipes online. Um and share them. I mean, you've got vegan uh, social medias that are happy mm -hmm. to share a recipe. All right. Yes. And it's just like, <laughs> give it a try. You could still have your creamy sauces, right? You can still right. have, you know, um, uh, I'm, I, my son has a restaurant and he has um, a baker there. And for Christmas, she's doing me mm -hmm. a regular and a vegan cheesecake for nice. Boxing Day event that yeah. we're going to. And uh, you can't tell the difference. I had people over for coffee one day and I served vegan cheesecake and this oh this is mm -hmm. delicious I've not come across this before they all had second slices before I told yeah. them it was vegan right <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah people are surprised sometimes when they're eating something so delicious and they're, they're like is that that's plant-based really yeah why am I liking it I'm not supposed to like that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly but I bought talking about the, I bought a, a whipping cream yesterday um at uh Whole Foods I don't know if you have Whole Foods yes we do here in okay yeah it's made by Silk is the yeah. brand name it's a heavy whipping cream it's all plant-based um and I thought I'd give it a try to make you know for sauces and baking mm -hmm. and stuff and I just this morning I, I made my oatmeal and I thought well I'll just put a splash of that on it and see oh my gosh it was amazing it was it was so rich and creamy and mm -hmm. just super yummy and uh so you know there's products like that uh all over the grocery store like you know back in the day you know when I started this mm -hmm. there was just like one little area of the grocery store called health food and that's where everything was 
Yeah, but have you noticed um, but, how it was called health food and the rest of the store wasn't? Yeah, <laughs> health, yeah unhealthy food is the rest yeah. of the store. Yeah, exactly. But now, I don't know where how it is in Vancouver, but here in Kentucky, the plant-based foods and the more natural foods are now all scattered throughout the whole store. So yeah. uh, they're there. You just have to look for them. You don't have to go to a special area of your grocery anymore. If you're looking, say, at um, like today, I was looking for um, sour cream and I just looked one shelf over and it was plant based sour cream. The same with milk. I mean, right next to the cow's milk, you'll find a host of all kinds of uh, nut milks, oat milk. milk. I'm a cashew milk drinker. In fact, try that in your oats. That mm-hmm. to try cashew milk in your oats, it's absolutely delicious. I just have cashew milk and raisins. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind nice. of soak my oats overnight in a little bit of water mm-hmm. so it softens mm-hmm. them up. And then the next yeah. day, just add the cashew milk and the raisins, and I add flaxseed to it, mm-hmm. right? Wonderful. And uh, and that is what I start my day off with, and it's absolutely delicious. So, you know, the, the thing is, is there's so many different options and cashew milk and cashews are used so much in the base cooking of, uh, of um, vegan food. And if you look at what cashew is and almond is, it's actually the B17 vitamin. And the B17 vitamin is known as what we call the cyanide vitamin, which mm-hmm. um, people actually used to ban it because of the cyanide vitamin. But what it does, it goes after any cancer cells or cells in the body that are weak and just gobbles them up. So it's wow. uh, it's an incredibly good vitamin to have in your body. And you, and if you had every day, if I have it, it right here next to my office desk, <laughs> But when I get hungry, I've got um, sesame seeds, Mm -hmm. uh, um, pumpkin seeds, I've got cashew nuts, um, peanuts, and I've got cranberries. And I make my own mix. And if I just need a little boost or a Mm -hmm. little hungry, a handful of that and and eat that. You can put all sorts of things in there. But, you know, a handful of that a day is so good for you as well, right? There's so Mm -hmm. many options. Yeah, I agree. There's, There's so many options. And it's... Um, you know, just to get a snack, to move away from the chips and mm-hmm. uh, cookies and things, just to have some fruit or nuts available. I, I really like eating almonds like in the late afternoon as a afternoon snack. Uh, so, you know, around four o'clock, I'll eat a quarter cup of almonds or something like that or some other uh, nuts, cashews. Uh, that's that's a great uh, way for me to get a little more protein. Yes. And to uh, be uh, not not to be full um, before you know dinner. Right. So you know it's good if we if we can move if we can spread our protein consumption out kind of over the course of, of a day. Yeah. Um, I talk about in my book that you know eating more than thirty grams of protein at any one meal is wasteful because our bodies can't store protein. <clears throat> you know we we make use of the protein we eat. Uh, and, but we can't store it. So eating more than 30 grams at any given meal uh, does not promote uh, muscle growth or anything like that. So it's just, it's wasteful. But if you can spread that protein consumption out throughout the course of a day, it's actually healthier for us and our body can make use of the protein uh, that much easier. And it doesn't matter if it's animal-based or plant-based protein. You know, if you eat, uh, if you're getting enough calories in a day, it doesn't matter if the protein in that food that you're eating is coming from plants or if it's coming from animals, because you're getting all the amino acids in 
uh, if you're eating a wide variety of plant-based foods, you're getting all the amino acids that you need. And I'll talk about that in my book and the studies that have come out that have, that have proven that to be true. Uh, before we go into the protein, because I want to ask us to break down what the proteins are, but walnuts. Um, I, I unfortunately cannot eat, I can only eat cashew nut, peanut and chestnut. Those are the only nuts I can eat. Everything else I'm allergic to. But walnuts are a nut that actually go after the parasites in your body. And yes, everybody, we all have parasites in our body, right? So walnuts are a great parasite eater. So if you look at nature, it gives us food, not only just to sustain us, but to help our bodies thrive, but also mm -hmm. they all have a job to do. Each of the food groups yeah. has a job to do, right? It's not wasteful. How about we look and break down what some of the proteins are? Because when people think protein, immediately they meet, you know, meat and fish or dairy. Right. You know, let's look at what some of the proteins are that people can um, in, insert into their lives. Great. Yeah. People always ask, you know, how, where do you get your protein from? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I, uh, like I just mentioned, if you're, if we're getting enough calories in the day, um, then we'll be getting enough protein on a plant-based uh, diet. So there are uh, foods that are plant-based that are high in protein, like uh, edamame, which is, you know, soybeans, mm -hmm. uh, tofu, which is of course made from soy is high in protein. Uh, tempeh is a fermented soybean product that's uh, high in protein. Uh, seitan, which is um, a, uh, a plant-based uh, protein substitute. It's made with the protein that's found in, in wheat and gluten. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're avoiding gluten, then you wouldn't want to eat uh, seitan, but it is right. a high protein. Um, and then of course, uh, beans like black beans, pinto beans, garbanzo beans, and uh, lentils. Yes. Um, you know, and people don't realize it, but you know, whole grains have protein too. So, uh, protein is found in a lot of plant based foods. It's not something that meat and animal based foods uh, has a monopoly on, you know. And I talk about in my book how the matrix wants us to think that it has a monopoly on protein mm -hmm. and calcium for strong bones. When it doesn't, uh, we can find uh, all the nutrients we need in uh, plants. I always forget what this one is called, but the one that you make hummus out of chickpeas. There we go. Chickpeas. Yeah. <laughs> we call them garbanzos here in the States, but uh, I think, yeah, I think you all call them chickpeas there. And, and chickpeas, of course, makes hummus and it's a, mm -hmm. uh, you know, chickpeas can be used as a, a base of something um, or just throw it in with everything else. I mean, chickpeas themselves have an incredible amount of nutrients in them, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, you know, just sprinkle um, like on my oatmeal, I'll sprinkle hemp hearts, which yes. is protein, uh, yes. sunflower seeds, more protein, mm -hmm. walnuts, more protein. You know, I have that in my oatmeal. Um, so you can just you know, sprinkle these seeds and nuts and things on different dishes. If I make a, a um, curry dish with, um, you know, maybe a butternut squash curry dish, mm. you know, I put, I put peas in it for protein. Yes. Uh, and then I top it off with cashews for more, more protein. And it, it's, it's delicious. And, you know, edamame beans that you were talking about, they're yummy. You know, mm -hmm. I love cooking yeah. with those, you know, kind of stir frying because of the texture right. being that little bit crunchy. You know, mm -hmm. it's nice to have that kind of different textures. And I find that if I'm wanting to have a meat texture, 
portobello mushroom, nice big mushrooms, mm-hmm. chop them up, you know, kind of uh, less fine, kind of more chunky. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gives you that meaty, chewy taste that you, that you get, because I'm obsessed with mushrooms. I uh, absolutely love mm-hmm. those. Yeah, mushrooms are, are delicious. And then there's things that you can make, like I'm, today's my partner's birthday, and what she loves is a, a barbecue uh, jackfruit dish. It's like pulled pork. It yeah. has the texture of pulled pork, but it's made with jackfruit in a in a barbecue sauce, and it's just it, it's amazing. And how do you do it? How thought? do you do it? How how do you make it? How do you make it kind of have the texture of a of a pulled okay. pork? Well, we have uh, here in the United States, we have stores uh, called Trader Joe's. Do you have those? No, in Canada, the, I don't no. know. Or maybe back okay. east, but not in the west. Well, they might have them at other stores. You're, you said you had a Whole Foods, so they mm-hmm. might have something like this. But at Trader Joe's, they have a can of um, uh, jackfruit that's been, it's in uh, brine. And so I just opened a can and then it's like chunks of the um, jackfruit. And you have to kind of pull it apart and it's very fibrous. And then there's little seeds and you just, you can eat the seeds. They won't, you know, they're edible, they're fine, but it kind of ruins the look of pulled pork to see seeds in there. So I just set the seeds aside and then just pull it apart. And then the recipe, you know, I make a, a barbecue sauce and then it also has uh, shiitake mushrooms. So I, mm. I cut those up and I saute those and it has some um, fennel, crushed fennel seeds in it um, and a little bit of coconut sugar. And you, you kind of mix all the jackfruit up with, with some dry ingredients like the uh, coconut sugar and the fennel and some smoked paprika. I can't remember offhand what else. Maybe some cumin is in mm. there. And then, and then you saute the mushrooms in a little bit of olive oil, and then you add the jackfruit to that and saute that and cook it and let those, uh, all those spices uh, kind of marinate together. Uh, and the sugar will start to caramelize a little bit. And then you put the barbecue sauce you made earlier on top of that, and then you just simmer it. And um, yeah, it makes incredible um, barbecue, you know, sandwiches that taste like, you know, pulled pork. It's Which amazing. used to be one of my favorite dishes. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, because I used, you know, I used to uh, love cooking with. I used to love cooking with pork. I haven't touched it in years, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, it's. Um, but you know, uh, well, I prefer pork over it. beef. Uh, hopefully, yes, I'll definitely yeah. look for it. Yeah, most certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have big stores here called TNT, which are the more of the Chinese mm-hmm. stores, and uh, okay. there's there's a lot of different types of foods there. And of course, you know, in in the Chinese thing, you have Buddhism. You, mm-hmm. you know, which of course has an awful lot of completely vegan. So, you know, a lot of choices there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is, too, is if you're willing to go to kind of where the ethnic groups are, you know, Indian food, uh, yeah. Buddhist food, uh, ver- um, some various cultures that have wonderful foods where they use less meat uh, or no meat at all, then, right. you know, you're going to you're going to pick up foods. And mm-hmm. the thing is, just be inquisitive. You may not know yeah. what it is. Don't go, oh, I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. You don't know <laughs> if you're going to like it or not. You yeah. know, we, you know, just be willing to try. And, you know, the first taste might be, mm, uh, this is foreign to me. I don't know. Have a few more tastes because mm-hmm. your, your tongue, taste buds, uh, are acclimatized to other types of food. So anytime, yeah. whether it's meat or veganism, and you introduce it to different food, initially it's going to go, oh, retaliation, I don't want this. <laughs> and then you give it a few more bites, go, hmm, 
I like this. Yeah. I want more of it. So yeah. be willing to experiment and be willing to just kind of dive into something and see if you like it, not just the tip of right. your tongue and go, no, you know, try. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you're talking about uh, the different cultures uh, yeah. around the world that uh, have been predominantly plant-based. Uh, and you can find incredible, you know, plant-based recipes in yes. almost all of these different cultures. And I'll, I'll share a funny story. You know, I gave up eating meat in 1985 when I was 23. So I've explored a lot of different mm -hmm. uh, cuisines. And of course, Indian food, like you said, mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, and about 20 years ago, I was at my parents' house one Christmas and uh, my brother said something to me like, yeah, uh, some of us in the office, we were in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, which is a bigger, it's the biggest uh, city in Kentucky. We went to an Indian restaurant and it was pretty good. And it was like, I think it was the first time he'd ever tried Indian food. And that just kind of blew my mind. Yes. It was like, you've not had Indian food. You're a grown man. And you're right. not even, you know, but you know, that's the culture here. We just, you know, um, there's a woman who's written a book called mindless behaviors. And I really want to have a conversation with her because the way we eat is yes. for the most part, it's a mindless act. Most yeah. people don't think about it. They just eat what they were taught to eat and they just continue that pattern over and over and over. And um, so don't question it, just, it. <laughs> yeah. So it just blew my mind that my brother was telling me basically he had never explored Indian cuisine at all. And that was just like, wow, you don't know what you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out on a lot. That's one thing we do have here in BC, especially around the Vancouver area, is a wonderful diversity mm. of restaurants. You know, Thai, yeah. uh, Japanese, um, um, Korean. Well, Korean is really heavily based on meat, but um, you know, we have mm. Indian food. We have different types of Indian food, um, and so you know, we have so many different type of cultures. And when I I live on Vancouver Island, whenever we go over to Vancouver, which I'm going to be doing mm. for Christmas Day, I'm hoping that on the 27th, before we catch our ferry, that we go to our favorite um, vegan uh, Chinese place and have dim sum because the dim sum mm -hmm. for people who don't know there's lots of little different dishes that come out and they they may taste like shrimp balls or meatballs or they're this they're that there's just so many beautiful dishes and they're all vegan yeah. every single one of them mm -hmm. my god the feast nice. oh it is <laughs> so good I absolutely love yeah. it. you can keep regular dim sum I don't want it I like this one <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh. But, you know, yeah, so uh, amazing. It, you know, like uh, um, vegetarian, which they, they say more vegetarian than vegan, um, yeah. oriental food, you know, Chinese food, uh, Thai food, uh, all of this, that type of thing. There's just so many flavors, so many mm -hmm. wonderful flavors. And they've learned to make their food, um, you know, with these substitutes in textures. Like you can get this wonderful mm. um kind of sweet chicken done as sweet sauce it's delicious um because i'm not a sugar-based person but i love this and there's so many different foods that you can get but again as you you have to step out and that goes for absolutely everything in your life step away from the boring routine that has been your life mm -hmm. and say you know this this week we're going to go out to eat and try a totally different culture restaurant mm -hmm. right and introduce yeah. yourself to it and go to the vegetarian restaurants, not all of them are called vegan. Sometimes they're just called vegetarian or go to a restaurant where you know they have a big vegetarian menu. All of their mm -hmm. menus are always online. So you can check out yeah. the menu dishes beforehand and just say, I'm going to try something new. 
Yeah, because be if adventurous. we're scared to try something new, we're going to be scared to, to do anything new in our entire lives. Yeah. And like you said, it, it's that first step, you know, sometimes that first step's the hardest and it's a new year. So why not, yeah. you know, take that step and give it a try and see. Yeah. We are going into a recession this year, a global one, or certainly a North American one. We already mm -hmm. know that grocery bill is up by 12% or more in some places. Um, some things are even up by 25% certain ingredients um, because of the wars and because of lack of staff because baby boomers retired and there's other people not stepping into their roles. Uh, there's a shortage, 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 shortage along the way. So this is the time to kind of get creative and try different mm -hmm. things. And quite honestly, your vegetable diet is so much cheaper and so much more nutritious and good for you than your meat diet. You're not going mm -hmm. to be able to afford that big slab of beef or that steak, mm -hmm. right? And you've got to be careful yeah. with your ground beef that it's not rounded up with other things that you don't want in there. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we need to look at our vegetable dishes, the rice dishes, the noodle dishes, the, you know, the different type of um, uh, potatoes or um, other things that we can use as our starch and uh, look at how we can be creative with that because quite honestly, it's healthier for you, but much cheaper for you as well. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah, if you buy a, local. Yes. <clears throat> uh, there's a uh, person on Instagram who had, I think she goes by plant based on a budget. Um, people could look her up. She has a cookbook and it, it teaches people how you could eat a plant-based lifestyle on $30 US dollars a week, mm -hmm. which is, you know, an, an incredibly uh, low cost way of eating and it's delicious. So, and talking about uh, buying local, there's this concept that, you know, sourcing animal-based foods locally is better for yeah. the environment and the economy. And where, what I talk about in my book is I show a study that says that, you know, as far as the carbon footprint, it's better for the environment to buy plant-based foods grown on the other side of the planet and have imported. That's better for the environment than buying locally sourced beef or chicken. So that's how much, um, uh, more beneficial it is for the planet in terms of climate change and environmental degradation to adopt this way of eating. It's literally going to save the planet because um, we simply cannot continue to eat animal-based foods to the degree that we've been eating them and meet our climate goals. It's simply not possible. So we're going to have, uh, we need to have a widespread adoption of a primarily uh, plant-based lifestyle if we're going to avert the worst case scenarios of climate change. And let's explain why. Um, you know, it used to be that animals were on a farm and they were somewhat humanely tilled and then went off to the slaughterhouse. Now what we have is manufacturing plants of animals, pigs in pens their entire life. The dairy farm when an animal gives birth, they literally clamp on the baby a clamp so it can't drink from its mother. They remove it from its mother immediately and put that poor cow back right into serving the milk. And if it's a, if it's a, a boy, very often they just kill it straight away. Right. And so, you know, there's, there's so much brutality that goes on. There's been so many protests outside of pig farms where you can hear the pigs screaming, mm -hmm. screaming, you're eating mm -hmm. that? 
You're eating that fear, that chemistry change yeah. in that need, and you can eat something knowing that it costs so much anguish and pain. But aside mm -hmm. from that, the amount of water and the amount of grain that it takes to feed the cows, yes. the pigs, the every everything else is more than it would be to feed than to feed us. Never mind the the right. carbon dioxide that's going out in, into the um, into the air as well. Is it carbon dioxide? Um, methane is that no, carbon what is dioxide? It? Well, carbon methane dioxide. with animal agriculture, it's, yes, it's, it's primarily methane. But well, you know, uh, the transportation, of course, is using yes. fossil fuels mainly for transporting right? the grain and then the animals, you know, to uh, stockyards and, and then slaughterhouses and things like that. But the you know, the main um problem with animal agriculture is methane. And that's particularly uh, a problem with ruminant animals that uh, because of the way they digest food, they emit, um, you know, basically burp and fart methane. Yes. And um, why is that a problem? Well, uh, you know, we know that burning fossil fuels creates um, carbon dioxide, which mm -hmm. is uh, responsible for heating up our planet. You know, it traps mm -hmm. heat into our atmosphere. And that's why, you know, we're looking for green energy solutions uh, like wind and solar so we can move away from fossil fuels <clears throat> so we can um, avert, you know, climate change. And that's important. You know, we really need to do that. Uh, before but, it's too uh, late. <laughs> yeah, before it's too late. But we're so much closer uh, Sarah, to having um, sustainable energy than mm -hmm. we are sustainable food. Uh, and, you know, mainstream media in the United States, anyway, never talks about uh, the environmental or climate impact of the food that we eat. I don't know how it is in Canada, but, but the mainstream avoided. media doesn't talk about yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. avoided. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we talk about, you know, we need to all buy electric cars and we need to, you know, uh, move away from burning fossil fuels, like I said, to green energy solutions, while the impact of the food choices that we're making is totally ignored. And this is a really uh, this is a big problem because uh, methane is a greenhouse gas that kind of dissipates quickly in the atmosphere. Um, but in the first 20 years, methane is 80 times more efficient at trapping heat into our atmosphere than mm -hmm. carbon dioxide, 80 mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And over a hundred year period, it's 25 times more potent at trapping heat into our atmosphere than carbon dioxide. So why aren't we talking about methane? Right. Um, yes, you know, that's I've the done a few shows fruit. on that too. Yeah. yeah. And also and the so, amount of water that these animals take. We are on a water uh, shortage. Yeah, right. Yeah, we are. And the amount of water that they take, um, which again, we we are going to be going very very thirsty soon if we don't change our yeah. ways of clean well, just water. Speaking of of water, so we have a, a plant based meat alternative here in the United States called Beyond Meat. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have that. Yeah, uh, you here do. Too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. I love their product. Uh, you know, Beyond Meat Burger uh, generates ninety percent fewer greenhouse gases. Uh, uses 99% less water and 93% less land than a conventional burger. So right. that's why, you know, having a plant-based burger is so much better for the environment. Yes. And it's healthier for you because you're not eating all the saturated fats that are found in um, animal-based foods. The antibiotics, um, the steroids, yes. all the other crap that exactly. they feed that poor animal. Yeah. 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 I mean, we have on the rise today so many more diseases i mean we you know we should be 
at a time in history where diseases are not so relevant as they used to be, you know, with mm -hmm. modern medicine, with healthier lifestyles, etc. Yet we see cancer almost become commonplace as a cold. Mm -hmm. And of course, now with colds, we're seeing so many different strains of it, you know, COVID, mm -hmm. influenza, you name it, you know, it's a weakness of the immune system. And yeah. people don't realize number one stress is a killer because that starts mm -hmm. causing the body to be dis at ease, which can bring on diseases. But your yeah. diet, your diet, your diet, and you go, well, I'm healthy. I eat a steak and mm -hmm. I eat my potatoes and I eat one veg. Yeah. And uh, no, it, this is the unhealthy way of eating because mm -hmm. it's not the pure organic way that we used to do it. Uh, if you're not buying organic foods, you're buying foods that have pesticides on them. And those pesticides have, have already been proven to cause so many numerous uh, health problems. Mm -hmm. We have so much obesity today. A lot of that is right. because the industry is pushing the sugar content. But what also people don't realize, with all the chemicals that they're putting in foods, this mm -hmm. is causing our bodies to change their own its own chemistry. And mm -hmm. more people are dying, whether they're 200 pounds or 300 pounds, dying of malnutrition. Yeah. Yeah, because they're eating a lot of food with absolutely empty, 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 empty everything. And they're dying of hunger. And that's the reason mm -hmm. why they want to eat more. They're always hungry. When you eat a good, well-balanced vegan diet, you eat less. Mm -hmm. Your body has more fuel. Your brain works better. And right. it's, you know, ultimately, it's, it's cheaper on your wallet. And most certainly, less visits to the doctor if you can find mm -hmm. one. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And, you know, my book uh, talks about the leading causes of death in the United States. And I go through the top 10 and I show the research, the studies that show how uh, people who are following a plant based lifestyle uh, can avoid so many of the chronic conditions that lead to an early death in the U.S. So heart disease is our number one killer. Yeah. Um, plant, a plant based lifestyle is the only thing that's been proven to reverse uh, heart disease and they have mm -hmm. the scans to prove it. I mean, you can get results in as few as three weeks into eating a whole foods plant-based diet. Our body starts healing itself and the arteries start opening up again. Our second leading cause of death in, in the United States is cancer. And the Mayo Clinic says that a third of all cancers could be avoided mm -hmm. through a healthy diet. And the Mayo Clinic also says that uh, people who are following a plant-based lifestyle have the lower rates of cancer than, than anyone else. And it just keeps going on and on down the list. In fact, you know, the National Institute of Health in the United States sent a memo to all physicians, and it said that the physicians should recommend a whole foods plant-based lifestyle to all their patients, everybody, yes. but especially those with heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. So you talked about obesity a moment ago, and certainly sugar plays a role in that, but so does just eating animal-based foods. In fact, yes. burgers, um, you know, fries. <laughs> people who are eating a uh, plant-based lifestyle have the lower uh, lower BMI, body mass index of, of, uh, of all. So, and this isn't just me saying this, this, these are studies like the Nurses Health Study 1 and 2, and the Seventh-day Adventist Study, uh, that I, I talk about these studies in my book, there are studies that have, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 uh, people that they've tracked over, you know, decades, and they show the results. And, you know, time and time again, across uh, everything, uh, people who are following a plant-based lifestyle uh, do better in, in every category. And so, 
Um, it's, it's that powerful and it's so healing for our bodies because if you look at our anatomy, Sarah, we are herbivores. I have a yes. chart in my book and it shows, you know, the carnivores, it compares the anatomy of carnivores, omnivores, herbivores, and humans. And humans check every box of an herbivore. Yes. And I think that should, you know, that tells, tells us something. You know, we think that eating meat and dairy is natural and necessary when it's not. I mean, there are over 5,000, I think 5,400 mammals on the planet. Mm-hmm. There's only one mammal that drinks the milk intended for the baby of another species, and that's humans. We're drinking yes. cow's milk. We're the only yes. one. So how can we yes. say it's natural? Right, exactly. And, you know, yeah, and 75% of the humans on the planet are lactose intolerant. Right, even, and they don't even, even know digest it. digest milk. No, well, they, I, can't, know, I can't drink, I've never been able yeah. to drink milk. But in, in the United States, you know, we, we label those people as lactose intolerant. As this is and we kind of make them, them like, they're, like they're the minority, <laughs> yeah. but they're the, they're the majority. The people who can digest milk, they're the exception. They've had a mutation uh, that allows them to um, continue to produce lactase in their bodies, which will break down the lactose, which is the sugar found in milk. You know, as infants, we have that because we're drinking our mother's milk and we need that. But once we move out of infancy, um, 75% of the people on the planet can no longer do that. So how can we say, you know, drinking milk and eating dairy is natural or normal? Because it's not. Uh, And I like to think of the people who can eat dairy into adulthood. They're uh, lactose um, persistent. Mm-hmm. There, and that's a different way of looking at it rather than making the majority, you know, some kind of outliers. You know, it's really the people who can digest the milk. They're the outliers. They're the exception to the rule. So, and when, when I was at school in England, um, we were always given a half pint of milk every day at school because it was mm-hmm. part of, you know, build your bones, you teeth, you this, you that, right? Yeah. And, and I never mm-hmm. could drink it because I was an asthmatic. Yeah. It just caused so much phlegm in my body. And so kind mm-hmm. of I was exempt from drinking it. But other than that, it was kind of almost pushed on the kids. My my brother yes. had a heart attack nine years ago. And he, made, mm. and he was very, very active. Um, and it was brought on by stress, looking after my mom, uh, who was bed bound at the time. Mm. And he immediately went to veganism and he does at least 10,000 steps a day and you know may have a little wine and a little coffee but he's not an excess person on anything and uh, Mm -hmm. he had another heart attack this uh, last year and they had to Mm -hmm. end up putting stents in there and they actually did say Mm. to him um your veganism extended the time you were you were because my father died of heart disease so he actually Mm -hmm. had a defective Mm -hmm. heart Uh, and they said you've prolonged this like you, it was inevitable you mm-hmm. were going to have another heart attack. But the fact that it's only right. nine years later is mm-hmm. due to your veganism. You've extended your life Extend- right there. Where my you sister know? is a, a meatarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> very often they share the same house because he goes and looks after her while she's going through all her cancers and various mm-hmm. other things. She's very prone to skin cancer and various cancers and very prone mm-hmm. to hernias and things like that. And she, she just mm-hmm. like, you know, give her a, a leg of lamb to chew on and rich cream yeah. and rich everything else. Mm-hmm. And she won't give that up, even though she has actually a hole mm-hmm. in her bowel. Right. So yeah. for her, it's that you, you can't, you know, veganism is, is, is the evil in the world, <laughs> mm. and even though it saved yeah. his life and you can't change the minds of people who will not 
who are not open to changing their minds. All you can do is change your own mind. Mm -hmm. And if you have a family member that you're cooking for, okay, go tell them, here's the piece of meat, you go and cook it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can have what we're having along with your meat, right? But I'm not cooking right. it for you. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the change has to be a free will, obviously, but we're asking people to be open-minded and to mm -hmm. realize not only, not only is it dire, dire at this time for our planet mm -hmm. dire folks yeah. i know some of you aren't buying it oh it's fake news science doesn't count science is uh it has given you so much that you don't even realize because it doesn't say this is science based you just take it for granted and the science mm -hmm. is there from all over the world it's not just one or two people's yeah. agenda it's global consensus of what's going on and that we have mm -hmm. to change our ways but just yeah, and I tried to present the science in my book. You know, mm. it's from like New England Journal of Medicine, uh, the British Medical Journal, uh, Mayo Clinic, uh, Harvard, Oxford. I mean, these are prestigious yeah. um, um, sources for this information. So, and it's, years and, and years and years of research, right? Years not of just research, overnight, yeah. and it's not just you know, it's just not one study. I mean, right. this is. Uh, across the board, all, all these prestigious um, institutions basically are are saying the same thing. And, you know, it really what confuses consumers is all the advertising that the meat industry and the dairy industry does, you know, over the course of our lifetime. You know, they make us think that uh, we need their products. And so when the science comes out saying we don't, right. it creates this confusion in, in the consumer's mind. And unfortunately, um, you know, people go with the advertising because, you know, advertising works. In fact, it's just recently, the there was a city uh, outside of Amsterdam in the Netherlands that banned all public advertising of meat. Mm -hmm. And that's because, you know, advertising works and it, it encourages people to, um, like I said, mindlessly consume more and more animal based foods. And it's uh, it's horrible for our health and it's horrible for the planet. And uh, but things are slowly changing. I went yeah. to a future of food uh, conference uh, just a few weeks ago and I found out about this pilot program that's in Washington, D.C. And it really, really was sounded incredible. So doctors in Washington, D.C. are writing prescriptions to patients for fruits and vegetables. Yes. And the and the patient, Thank yeah, you. the patients can go to a grocery and they have uh, like twenty dollars worth uh, the, of fruits and vegetables that they can buy like every week. And this is for people who are on our uh, supplemental food program, the government sponsored program. They call it SNAP benefits here. And so people may be scratching their head. It's like, why is the government, you know, concerned about people eating fruits and vegetables? Why would the government? pay people, write them yes. a prescription to go do this. Well, it's because for every dollar that the government spends on that program, yes. they save $3 in healthcare costs. Oh, I would say probably even more than that. Yeah. I mean, and that, so, that's maybe uh, just the visit to the, to the doctors, but what about when you get mm -hmm. pharma in there? I mean, yeah. let's face it, folks, pharmaceutical is a quadruple trillion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. They're not there to make you well. They're there right. to keep you sick. That's how they make money. And mm -hmm. they are behind politicians and they're pushing their agenda all the time. You know, you see these commercials, depression hurts, and it goes all about how it hurts your life. And then over the voice comes over it really, really fast. 
um, uh, do not take this product if you're depressed, you know, da, da, da. may cause suicide, right? And it's like, who would, who would in their right mind say to the doctor, oh, you must give me this pill. I'm willing to risk committing yeah. suicide for it. it it's ludicrous. <laughs> exactly. It's ludicrous. Yeah, it is. And, you know, so many of these um, medications that many people are taking, once they start them, they're on them for the rest of their life. Yes. So I talk about statins in my book. So 28% of Americans um, over the age of 40 take a statin every day. And so a statin is supposed to uh, lower cholesterol. And so after five years of daily use, a person who's taking a statin reduces their risk of dying of a heart attack by 1.2%. That's all. Mm -hmm. What patient goes to the doctor yes. and says, you know, I want a medication that will help me avoid a heart attack by 1.2% if I take it every day for five years. Right. No, doc no patient's going to go to a doctor no. and ask for that. And so, you know, but doctors prescribe that pill and people are happy to take it because they don't have to change what they're eating. Right. The problem right. is there are, there are horrible side effects of taking statins there's muscle breakdown mm -hmm. it can lead to diabetes mm -hmm. and certain cancers have been associated with taking statins so i talk about this in my book because you know we're more than willing to take a pill that has all these negative side effects and gives us such measly protections rather than adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle which offers us you know like 98 percent less chance of having a heart attack and we can even reverse heart disease and it's been scientifically proven so you know people for whatever reason are sometimes averse at making a lifestyle change uh and would just rather just take a pill i know and, uh, but that, that is a, a where is that shame. coming from though you know who, who's given us that doctrine or mm -hmm. sold us that bill of goods and this goes back to us being accountable for our own choices in life and they were mm -hmm. always going to be presented with the easy way out. But if it's too good to be true, that is generally the fact. It's too good to be true. Just, oh, I can download an app every day or I can just take a pill every day and, my, yeah. and I can go about my unhealthy lifestyle and it's not going to cost me a thing. And yeah. I'm sorry. There's but, always a price to be paid. <laughs> always, always a price to be paid. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you, you look at people with their children. No, no, no. The children must have this and they must have that. I have a 21-month-old grandson who's mm -hmm. in the 100 percentile, right? 100% vegan. I mean, you give him hummus, he just gobbles the mm. whole thing up. Absolutely <laughs> loves it. Loves his oats with peanut butter in it. I mean, yeah. this, this noodles, loves it. Um, and they blend they do smoothies for him with raw mm -hmm. kale and everything nice. and it locks it back and um he fluctuates with his vegetables as all children do but this yeah. little boy is a solid healthy little boy nice. and that mm -hmm. um and you look at that there's there's no i mean when i say to people when they see a picture of him or they see him yeah and 100 mm -hmm. vegan vegan i'm going to be like that on vegan <laughs> <You know? laughs> and yeah. that's the point you know he's healthier I mean, he, mm -hmm. he's due to COVID, of course, there's been numerous amounts of colds um, yeah. because the, the kids didn't build up that immune system, especially as he was born during mm -hmm. COVID. So there is that side of it. Oh, yeah. But other than that, a healthy little boy. And, uh, nice. And then, That's great. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, you know, we, we have another one on the way and that one will also be vegan as well. And. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I'll admit, you know, that the one on, on the way is is, um, is a child that we just found out has Down syndrome. 
and oh. uh, we we don't know yet to the kind of the extent but um, mm -hmm. as my daughter most beautifully wrote is that when i am just playing with my child am i going to look at him and go oh down syndrome am i just going to look at him as my son and you know mm -hmm. just be he's going to have so much yeah. love but i do mm -hmm. actually believe that the vegan diet will actually help him on his journey and yeah. uh, help him you know be able to ha have that fortification that he mm -hmm. needs in order to deal with the challenges that he's going to face in life yeah uh, because mm -hmm. he will have different challenges that we do and uh, mm -hmm. you know the stronger he is in his health and his body and in his mind the easier it is going to be to get through those challenges mm -hmm. yeah i agree and that goes for everybody you know we we see you know so much more autism today we see so much other stuff today and you know for me i look upon them as indigo children um mm. and then when you look at autistic children generally they're incredibly focused and gifted in a certain area where mm. they generally lack is the socialization they're very choosy who they interact with and who they don't want to interact with i just think they've got it right <laughs> because <laughs> we don't need to interact with everybody folks we can't be choosy That's right. Right? So. My, my partner lee says um she, I think she has a T-shirt that says, my favorite humans, dogs. <laughs> She'd yes. much rather spend time with dogs than other people. But uh, yeah, she, yeah, I, I, uh, I agree all joking aside, but still, I, yeah, I, know, no. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. No, because this is the thing about the animal kingdom. And this is something we're beginning to realize. Again, I've done some shows on, on farm sanctuaries where they actually rescue mm -hmm. animals from the slaughterhouse. And you yeah. look at... You know, the cows, I mean, there's this beautiful one of a guy playing the piano, all the cars around, cows around him, somebody playing, you know, <laughs> orchestra there. And the, the, the cows are grooving away to the music, right? Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like, they've got a heart, they've got a soul, they have a yeah. consciousness. Uh, who dictated that they should be our food? Right. And so, yeah. you know, we, we've got to, we've got to start, I think, the changing industry. the way we look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know that, you know, initially as, um, as humans were evolving, you know, the meat was their diet. They weren't into the farming or growing vegetables. They weren't, you know, uh, savvy on that. But those were the old days we know better now. We have so mm -hmm. much more education now. We have so many more choices now. There's so much more available to us now that it's really mm -hmm. hard to make that excuse anymore. And there's so many more of us now. I mean, we yes. just had the 8 billionth person uh, born on the planet. So, you know, we've never had this many people yes. um, that need food to eat. And so it's horrible. Animal agriculture is horribly inefficient. 70% uh, of the grain that we grow in the United yes. States, we feed to animals. You know, uh, if we fed that grain to humans, we could feed an additional 1 billion people in the United States alone on existing farmlands. We wouldn't have to, you know, uh, have any additional land. We could feed a billion more people just by growing crops for human rather than animal consumption. And, and, and you know, some people say, but what happens to all of the animals? Well, we stop breeding them en masse. Exactly. Right. You I know, mean, they become those those farm and every 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 species has a reason to be here. Right? right. And if there's less of them, we kind of then get to understand what they're, they're here for. But we have and, hunger mm -hmm. today. 
We yeah, have hunger it, around the world. Twenty twenty. Even in the United States. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic, I mean, food banks were overrun here in the United States. We have uh, people who are uh, uh, food insecure. Yes. And also, we have uh, more people who are nutritionally insecure, yes. meaning they're eating a lot of empty calories and a yes. lot of foods that aren't nutritional for them. And so, I think those are two two uh, problems that we face here in the United States. And well, I not think, just there. I mean, around the yeah. world. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the homelessness has gone up considerably. All right, because people mm -hmm. just can't afford the rent, so there aren't the jobs or the mental strain. Um, so many more people have become homeless since the pandemic, or we revealed how many homeless people there are. Mm -hmm. And our food banks yeah. just can't keep up. We just can't yes. keep up, especially with the economic situation that's happening right now. All the food mm -hmm. banks have gone up by, you know, 23 to, to even 30% in certain areas. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're busy manufacturing animals cruelly, inhumanely with non-nutritious meat because mm -hmm. of all the chemicals and the steroids and everything else that they put in there where we could take that same grain and we could mm -hmm. feed a billion people. Right. You know, the uh, best of food conversion rates that we have currently right now, Sarah, is with factory farmed chickens. But even then, we're feeding them four and a half times more protein, no, no, four and a half times more edible food than we get back from them. Right. And with cat with cows, it's even worse. We're feeding them 25 times more edible food than we get back from them. And I use that term edible food intentionally because a lot of people will say, well, you know, chickens and cows and sheep and, you know, these animals eat food that's not suitable for human consumption. But these conversion rates I just gave are for edible food. And then when you look at the protein, it's even worse. 80% of the protein that we feed to chickens and 96% of the protein we feed to cows is lost. Yes. We never get that back. No. And, you know, the, the, there's this misnomer that, you know, that that's okay because animal protein is far superior than plant-based protein. But I talk about this in my book and there are studies that, you know, just prove that this is, this is not true. This is just clever marketing by the meat industry that has um, told us this and do, it works. The advertising works. Well, uh, do you today, remember when Americans, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Americans buy anything on on the news or social media i mean it's you know discerningness is not something that's strong there but do you remember when oprah winfrey after doing a meat expose on burgers how the meat industry yes. sued her right and of course she right. won but you know that is mm -hmm. how much they don't want you to know what really is going on right? exactly so mm -hmm. if you decided that you're going to open up your eyes open up your mind and go, well, I don't know if I believe him, but maybe all right, I'll read his book and look at the facts. Or maybe I'll yeah. actually go and do some research myself and open my mm -hmm. eyes to what really is going on instead of la, 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 la. I don't want to know because it means I have to change my lifestyle. Right. With knowledge comes responsibility. And so, exactly. Um, Even with a lack know, of knowledge, this responsibility, <laughs> we're all responsible. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Sarah, for a long time, you know, um, I've been planning. Well, I stopped eating meat in 1985, and I gave up all animal-based foods in 2008. But I just published my book this year. And so, you know, people may be saying, well, why, why now? Mm -hmm. Why did Stuart decide 
you know, he needed to write this book. And it's because, you know, for many years, I was content just to do my thing, you know, and I was living a life um, that was in alignment with my values of, of uh, respect and love for all life and trying to tread this earth as lightly as I could to, to uh, have, you know, as little of an impact, uh, little of a negative impact as possible. Um, you know, and I was fine doing that for years and just letting other people, you know, kind of do their thing too. But as I started doing a lot more research on the environment and climate change, uh, nutrition, animal welfare, uh, health, all these things, it became really clear to me that, you know, a way out of so many of the problems that we're facing right now has to do with the choices that we're making, starting with the food on our plates. And so, mm-hmm. like I said, mainstream media here in the United States doesn't talk about, um, you know, the impact of eating a plant-based lifestyle. In fact, uh, just yesterday, the New York Times uh, released a survey, and then they had a quiz on their website and the survey was uh, of Americans and it had like 15 questions and it said, you know, rate each one of these things as having a low, moderate or high impact when it comes to your personal uh, carbon footprint. So it had things like um, carpooling, buying um, uh, energy efficient appliance, uh, buying organic food, uh, having a heat pump on your home. Uh, reducing the number of flights you take. And the very last item was adopting a plant-based lifestyle. Well, you answer the questions on the website and then it told you what most of the people, you know, answered. And that last question about uh, a plant-based lifestyle, only 6% of Americans got the answer correct. That's because the connection hasn't been made yet in mainstream media between the power of adopting this way of eating. In fact, Oxford University did a study. uh, It was a five-year study and they analyzed over 38,000 farms in 119 countries. And they determined that an American could lower their carbon footprint by 73% Mm -hmm. simply by becoming plant-based. But, you know, mainstream media doesn't talk about that. They don't want to talk about it um, because you know, so many of the advertisers on uh, TV are from the matrix. It's uh, fast food, it's, it's yeah. meat and dairy. And, and so I just want us to have a conversation. I want to get the, the science out there so people can make informed decisions. And I love being on shows like, like yours, so we can uh, talk about the science and the benefits of, of eating this way. And, um, you know, I just hope that people will um, listen to the the science and, you know, pick up my book and read it with an open mind. Right. And, you know, we've, we've got to understand something. They've made meat synonymous with power and sexuality. Yeah. Right. You see a, somebody well-formed or famous or the cowboy, you know, it, mm-hmm. a slab of steak makes him a man. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) It doesn't. There's a great deal more to being a real man than it does than a slab of steak, you know. But if you look at the smoking industry, no, but the smoking Mm -hmm. industry used to be huge. Like everybody had to have a cigarette to be accountable. We don't see that anymore. It'd be cool. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So we can start seeing, you know, we need to look to the advertisers uh, and the, Mm -hmm. the general population of putting out what makes somebody popular, sexy, or powerful? And let's get those facts right. Yeah, you were going to say? Mm-hmm. Yes, just uh, I talk about in my book, a study uh, that showed that, you know, most people eat meat 
not because they think of, they're not even considering the nutritional value of it. They're eating it because it's a status. Yes. And, and, you know, it's because our culture, Western cultures in general uh, have associated uh, status and wealth and privilege with eating a, a meat centric diet. And so <clears throat> we're not even, you know, most of the time we're not even eating it because we feel like we need it from a nutritional standpoint. It's just because we have this association with, like you said, power. Uh, one of the most effective advertisement campaigns in the United States history is beef. It's what's for dinner. I don't know yes. if you all got those ads in, in yeah. Canada oh, where's the or beef? not. Remember the old yeah. day, where's the beef? <laughs> so this ad campaign was, uh, came out in the eighties. And like I said, it has been highly effective. There's been uh, many uh, campaigns like it over the years. Milk, it does a body good. Yeah. The, the incredible edible egg. Mm -hmm. uh, got milk. You remember got milk where they painted um, milk mustaches on yes. so many celebrities and movie stars. So they, you know, so, um, you know, these advertising campaigns have been highly effective at getting us to eat more and more meat and dairy. In fact, in the United States, the average American is eating 58 pounds more meat today than they did in 1960. And we're eating 30 pounds more cheese than we did since 1970. And mm. why, why are we eating so much more? Were we deficient in 1960 and 1970? No, <laughs> we're eating we more. We knew moderation because, back then. Yeah. Now we only know gluttony. <laughs> yeah, we've been, it's this constant messaging that's happened, you know, basically throughout my lifetime that uh, I need more and more and more meat and dairy. And that's, um, you know, it's been, like I said, highly effective. And it's something that um, most people uh, have been exposed to. And that's why, um, like I said, this, this city outside of Amsterdam has, has now banned all Good advertisement uh, of meat. So yeah, I hope that that will, will continue something like that will, will you know, take hold I think Europe is much more uh, advanced, advanced. Uh, in this regard than uh, United States anyway. So, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're looking at such a divide that we're seeing politically right now, um, mm -hmm. you know, if it, the meat thing is, um, it's just another thing for them to draw a line on. But, you know, we have to take onus and responsibility for our own lives. And we know that, you know, the medical field right now is just so saturated so saturated. Do you want to go to a doctor to fix you or do you want to be preventative so you don't yeah. have to go to a doctor? And will we have to go to a doctor for various other things? Yes, it doesn't mean you now become Superman or woman, right? Mm -hmm. it, but it does mean that you have better safeguard, you are stronger, your immune system is better, your brain's working better, your body's working better, mm -hmm. so that even if you do have to go to a doctor for something in particular, your rebound is going to be much, much better. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, my, yeah. my brother's had all these stents put into him. Unfortunately, he got COVID and shingles right after the operation, the third oh, operation. Oh. And he's actually suffering more from the COVID with the breathing right now, and like mm. breathing, but his heart, he's feeling great. And mm -hmm. right back to his vegan diet, you know? So <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah. um, you had some slides that you wanted to share with us. What have you got there? Yeah, do we have, have time to yeah, do that? Yeah, we do have or, some time. Okay. And of course, for it. people who are listening, you can always just come back here to YouTube and and uh, look under your health is your choice genre and see Stuart Walder's uh, shows there to see what he's doing. We're trying to even get some put up on, this, on his show page. Wonderful. So 
this information that I'm going to be sharing on these slides, it's in the back of my book as an appendix. Um, so a friend of mine, um, Bruce Gary, and I'm looking for the note because I want to make sure that uh, I give him his proper credentials. So uh, Bruce um, has a certification from the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies at uh, E. Cornell. And of course, T. Colin Campbell wrote, um, uh, what's the famous book? <laughs> China Study, the China Study. Uh, okay, and then he also has, uh, he's CHIP certified, so that's Complete Health Improvement Program. So he's a friend of mine, and he and I had a conversation. I was like, Bruce, this is great information. He said, yeah, put it in your book. So I'm going to share this with you today. So this is the five fundamentals for uh, making a successful transition to a whole foods, plant-based lifestyle. And so the first one is, is setting goals. Um for success. And the one thing that we uh, I talk about very early in my book is that uh, our genes are not our destiny. Uh, our lifestyle influences um, what genes get turned on and turned off. And so if we have uh, a lifestyle with a lot of bad habits, like eating a lot of animal-based foods, that could turn on a bad gene for us. So <clears throat> we want to... Uh, you know, that should be empowering to know that we're not uh, a victim of our DNA, that right. we're, you know, that it's our lifestyle that determines our, our health in mm -hmm. a large part. So, you know, to, to have goals for success, it's good to know what your needs and wants are. Why are you making changes? Um, it might be to get healthier, live longer, overcome a chronic disease, uh, you know, reversing diabetes, uh, mm -hmm. the National Institute of Health in the United States says that a plant-based lifestyle is, is a great way to manage or reverse diabetes. So or losing weight, uh, like I said, uh, plant-based eaters have the lower, lowest BMI of nearly uh, any, any other one in the, pop, in the population, any other uh, dietary uh, pattern. Uh, blood pressure, it just goes on and on. So just know uh, uh, that your genes are expressed uh, by and influenced by your lifestyle. And then it's important to know about your family's uh, uh, history, uh, like your parents and grandparents and siblings, what uh, health challenges have they had, what conditions have they been diagnosed with, and communicate and share that information with your healthcare provider. You know, that's really important. Um, so we'll go on to the next slide here. And also I would say before I go on, just your goals for success, like that second bullet point, know why you're making changes. Mm. It doesn't always have to be about your personal health. You know, you may decide I'm making changes because I love animals. Yes. And I don't want to harm animals. You know, I talk about my book, 94% of Americans say it's wrong to do unnecessary harm mm -hmm. to farmed animals. Well, guess what? All harm that we do to farmed animals is unnecessary. Yes. We don't need we don't need farmed animals. In fact, we be healthier and live longer lives and have more time with our family and friends if we didn't eat uh, farmed animals. So, right. you know, and you might be making these changes uh, for the environmental uh, impacts too, and climate change. So there's a lot of reasons. It's not always simply about our personal health. And then, uh, you know, creating a team, find like-minded people. 
So this is really, really important. It's uh, a lot more challenging if you're trying to do this on your own. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you are, if you're the only one in your family who's uh, going to uh, try to adopt uh, a plant-based lifestyle uh, or want to you know, have more plant-based meals uh, in your uh, each week or something like that, if you're doing it by yourself, it's really important to have support. And you can find... Uh, you know, people online, if your family and friends aren't on board, look for support online. There's always um, massive, groups. massive amount. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, a massive amount there. Mm -hmm. So you can get a lot of support there. And, um, you know, education is, is so important. I've learned so many things uh, since my book was published, and it was published on October 11th of this year. And I can't tell you of how 22. much I've learned. Yes. Uh, how many, how much I've learned uh, since then. And I wish, oh, I wish that was in my book, but maybe, you know, my second book will be able to yeah. include it. Yes. And that's because the information is coming out uh, every day. There's mm -hmm. something new that comes out. So we need to continue to educate ourselves and learn what's the latest science. What is it saying? Um, and, and, you know, for me, learning about the science is, is fun and exciting. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, you know, I like doing that. So you can use social media, local groups to uh, find support. And there's tons of uh, research uh, uh, sources available on the internet, you can research, like nutritionfacts.org, PubMed, uh, again, all this is in the back of my book. Uh, so you can look up these uh, websites. Um, and then, you know, you want to uh, have your healthcare team know about uh, your lifestyle and what you're doing. So keep them informed about changes that you're making. Um, most medical. And I'm going to also add to that that mm -hmm. if your doctor doesn't honor this lifestyle, if they're still trying to push the meat on you, then really change mm -hmm. your doctor, right? Yeah. Because they're still in that old paradigm and they're not respecting your choice to a healthier lifestyle. And if they don't get it, just change doctors. Yeah, I would encourage that as well. Uh, if you know, most doctors don't know about no. uh, diet they're not taught and anything about nutrition. No, 40 not, minutes. Yeah, they don't get that kind of training, you know. No. Uh, unfortunately, most of the training um, but the doc medical doctors received is information from the pharmaceutical companies yes. about drugs, you know, and right. drug interactions. Yeah. And, um, and so the little bit that they study, uh, at least in the United States about food has to do with how food interacts with pharmaceuticals. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, so they're not really, uh, they don't have a lot of training in uh, health and nutrition from, you know, from a nutritional standpoint. So there are more and more medical doctors in the United States that are practicing food as medicine, mm -hmm. and they, they uh, uh, advocate for uh, a plant-based lifestyle for the patients, just like the National Institute of Health, I, I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, they, they sent that memo to physicians, and that memo went out in 2013. So that was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Um and then this one is clean out and restock your kitchen. So, mm -hmm. you know, I love this. Um, the second bullet point, anything, you know, any food that's in your house ends up in your mouth. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got foods in your pantry or in your refrigerator that are not on your eating plan, if you're wanting to adopt a whole foods plant-based uh, lifestyle, you know, you want to not have animal-based foods in your, in your kitchen because, uh, it'll, it'll just tempt you to um, exactly. not make that transition. So you want to stock everything uh, in your kitchen that sets you up for success. You know, lots of uh, 
vegetables and fruits, grains, legumes, nuts and seeds, um, foods like that. And then also it's important that we eat a, 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 a variety of foods and colors because, yes. you know, the colors that we see in vegetables are indications that they have different properties, different mm -hmm. phytonutrients. Uh, and that's why they are the color that they are. So we want to eat a rainbow and that helps strengthen our microbiome. Um, and we've talked about uh, immunity. Um, you know, 70% of our immune system is in the gut. So yes. we want to make sure that we're eating food that is nutritious for us that supports a healthy uh, microbiome. And uh, fortunately, uh, plant-based foods do just that. Another point about the color food, if you're drawn to a particular color food, that actually is actually what your chakra is needing because our mm. chakras are all represented. So eat the chakra food. And if you are, you know, oh, I really need more purple or I need more orange or I need more that, that is that particular chakra that's needing to be fed as well. So, you know, oh, cool. it's, it's, it's a, it's a spiritual balance alignment as well as a gut one. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Good to know. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. And, uh, or Sarah, I called you Carol. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. you can edit that out. I hope. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Sorry. Uh, okay, slide number four: be adventurous and creative. So we've kind of talked about this early, uh, already about expanding your taste yep. experiences. You know, explore different cuisines from different cultures. Um, you know, make, make meals special, you know, cook them at home, yeah. uh, and enjoy the process, uh, of cooking them and then eating them, uh, explore new recipes. Um, you can find so many recipes online and, you know, just try like make a, a commitment, you know, a goal could be in 2023, I'm going to try a new plant-based recipe once a week. I'm just going to try, yes. you know, that's going to be my goal and uh, I'm going to do it. And, you know, if, and if you miss a week, you know, just get back right up and, and start again the next week, you know. Oh, maybe do two days uh, the next week. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the thing is, you're not giving, you know, you look at this particular dish on this thing is that it looks like it has cheese on top. There are vegan cheeses that are absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. There is vegan everything out there. So if you think, oh, I can't have this or I can't have that because it's dairy, because it's meat, because it's this, or that, there is a vegan substitute for it. All right. And mm -hmm. it's just, there's dyer, which I don't know if you have in America, but we have yeah, here. We and mm -hmm. uh, there's so many different types of things. And um, I've eaten food that I didn't know was vegan. I remember one uh, athlete I had who was a marathonist, uh, and she said that when she changed to a vegan diet, her performance went up by 30 percent. Mm -hmm. And her wow. father, who would, you know, only a meat guy, she had him over for dinner and he absolutely loved the meal. So this was so good. And then she announced it was vegan because <laughs> he wouldn't have eaten <laughs> yeah. it otherwise. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, it, you know, just be amazing. willing to explore. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, I had a, a, a plumber who was doing work on my house and. And he was like, he was saying how he went for a run after he'd had a, a meal that was just a salad and he had like no energy for running. And then here I am that I'm eating nothing but fruits and vegetables and I have tons of energy to go, you know, to go on my runs. So it's, it's kind of a, a mindset too. Mm -hmm. And it depends on, you know, what you're used to, um, yes. you know, so uh, I just found it funny that he was complaining because he had no energy to run when he was eating salads. But um, there are athletes who say that 
they actually increase their performance yes. and their, they, their recovery time is shortened. Yes, yes. Yeah. muscle, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it's that balance again of, you know, the legumes, the nuts, the seeds and all of that. And uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, it changes everything. And you see it all the day, all the time, you know, uh, various athletes, various performers, I'm completely vegan. And you look at them mm -hmm. and you're like, look how healthy they look, look how strong yeah. they are. Right. There's a uh, vegan, you know, bodybuilders, um, yes. and I'm I'm gr I'm glad grateful that they're out there because that's not something I want to <laughs> have to try to do. I'm glad that they prove that it can be done. Exactly. Uh, well, an elephant me. is vegan. Look how strong <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah, um, but I do have a list of about I guess 15 or 20 uh, athletes that are plant based that yes. are just you know they're at the top of their their profession. Um, and so, you know, uh, if they can do it, just think about, you know, the benefits that we might receive from uh, following in their footsteps. So yep. they're proving that, you know, it can be done and you can still perform at very high levels. So exactly. Um, and then the last thing here on this chart uh, or graph I want to uh, slide, I mean, <laughs> I want to talk about is, you know, batch cooking once a week can be really, really helpful. And I know that's not a, a not something special to plant-based, you know, uh, right. a plant-based way of eating. Uh, any way of eating could benefit by doing batch cooking, you know, like on Sundays to set you up for eating healthy during the week. And so um, you can make soups and stews, mm -hmm. uh, chilies, uh, things like that during these cold winter months that uh, store very well in the refrigerator and and if you don't eat it in a day or two you can freeze it and mm -hmm. and then pull it out uh, for a quick meal it's very very healthy and, and then you know, just make your mm -hmm. yeah hearty and you can make your grains like i said on sunday uh, cook up um, pots of grains and then just you can eat on those throughout the week and your condiments and sauces and things mm -hmm. like that so it can make it easier because we get really busy during the week, yeah. a lot of us. Um, so this can really help help set us up for success when we can do uh, batch cooking like that. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, this is a journey. It's about having fun. So, you know, just, um, you know, we're trying to make uh, whole foods, a plant-based eating as uh, as a lifestyle. And everything and, on that thing, the garlic, the onion, the zucchini, the pepper, the uh -huh. carrot, the green onions, yeah. the pasta is, is kind of my stables. Not always yeah. with a glass of yeah. wine, but everything else. And by the way, uh, you can get vegan wine. And you think, isn't all wine vegan? No, mm -hmm. they actually add <laughs> yeah. fish oil to some wines. Uh, so yes. the, the kangaroo one, God, uh, what's it called? That one is vegan, but you can actually get vegan wines and vegan beers and things like this because it's all those additives mm -hmm. that they add to things that you don't know about, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that blew my mind uh, years ago to learn that not, not all wine and beer is vegan. I, yeah. I thought, that's crazy. How can it not be vegan? Right. Uh, fortunately, just like we've said with recipes, there are web pages out there that'll tell you, you know, which wines and beers are vegan. Uh, so if you, you know, if you're curious as to whether or not your favorite wine or beer is plant-based, then you can, you can find that information out, you know, very easily on the internet. I'll tell um, you, Yellowtail, Yellowtail wine. Yellowtail, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. the one, yeah. And it's a nice wine too. So yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And again, and, don't beat yourself up if you do happen to take something that isn't 100% yeah. vegan, right? You know, don't beat yourself mm -hmm. up on that, so. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you eat something uh, by mistake, that's not on your meal plan, just right. get back up and start over again. Or if you intentionally do it, you know, today I'm going to have this, you know, uh, don't beat yourself up over it, you know, just get up and get back with your goals and your plans uh, with the very next meal. You know, you yeah. don't even and have to wait for the next you, day. If you're going to, you know, somebody's for dinner or something like that, and they mm -hmm. don't quite get it. You know, you could just say like no to the meat, but I'll take everything else, you know, and right. uh, and also please respect people when they come to you for dinner, that if they are not mm -hmm. meat eaters, please don't make them feel guilty or impose the yeah. meat on them. Please let's respect the dietary, you know, sure. choices that we make because it's really important that we do. And mm -hmm. also, you know, like my brother, you know, went over for Christmas to his nephews, took my sister. And mm -hmm. they're definitely meat eaters and he takes his own vegan food with him. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, if, if that if, if that's what you want and you maybe take enough for them to try. Yeah. And exactly. just see I've how tasty that. it actually, you know, looks, mm -hmm. you know, this is my contribution. Do try it, you know, yeah. um, because uh, there's so many that uh, you don't have to say no to anything. There's a substitute for it or a different way of producing it in a plant based mm -hmm. world. Yes, that's true. Um, anything that any recipe that you make now, there's uh, probably a plant-based version of it available online. And, you know, a lot of it's just really easy to do. If your recipe calls for, if you're baking and it calls for eggs, you can make a, a, an egg substitute using yes. flax meal yes. and water, or you can use a banana, you can use applesauce, there's all kinds uh, and just look again on the internet for uh, plant-based egg substitutes, and you'll find um, all different types that you can use. There's also products you can buy that are egg replacer products. Yes. Um, so there's 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 a way to kind of veganize uh, any traditional dish. I've done countless ones, and you know I've I've made these dishes and I've taken them to my parents. Uh, on holiday for holiday meals and things like that. And everyone in my family in, enjoys it. Yes. And they don't say, oh, you know, I missed, I missed the egg in this cake. Yeah. No, no one says that. They say this, this cake is great. It's moist. I love it. You know, no one's saying, oh, this cake's great, but I, I wish it had uh, cow's milk in it. Right. You know? <laughs> well, my daughter not, makes no this fantastic chocolate cake, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And it's rich and delicious. <laughs> and uh, she makes waffles yeah. for Christmas morning. We had waffles for breakfast. Yeah. And uh, there's just, as I said, there is, um, there's nothing you have to go without. There is something mm -hmm. there to replace it, you know. And and also, the more you go into the vegetables, and of course, stir fries are wonderful. You know, yeah. uh, stews are wonderful. You know, vegetable soups are wonderful. All of these things are absolutely wonderful. And as I said, with cooking new grain or cooking all of that, you can then just toss some of it in, right? Yeah. It's like just as you would prepare for your meals if you were a meatarian. Um, this is just the same thing. You're preparing your baseline meals for the week. And there's mm -hmm. just so much versatility. And when you put those different vegetables together and allow their flavors to come out and just complement them with various things, you know, like garlic and ginger, wonderful, mm. you know, in mm -hmm. them bringing it out. And, you know, there's so many things that you can add to it, um, you know, oriental sauces that just kind of bring out the flavors of the food. And there's mm -hmm. so much you can have that that is absolutely delicious. So, there's, mm, there's, yeah. just give it a try please just mm -hmm. give it a try and i know you've got a chili recipe on your on your site 
Yes. Uh, so if people go to my website, uh, stuartwaldner.com, and at the bottom of the homepage, you can sign up for my email list and you'll get a PDF of uh, a chili recipe that I make. Uh, it's a really uh, staple for me uh, through these cold winter months. Yes. And uh, like I'll make it on Sunday and then I'll just kind of eat on it uh, during the week. But it's it's great. It's healthy. It's nutritious and it's very filling. And it's, mm. so it has uh uh, saute some carrots and onions, and then it has tomatoes, of course, in it, um, and some uh, black beans and red kidney beans. Mm -hmm. But I think that the best thing that I found, because um, there's lots of ways of eating the chili, but I love to uh, put my chili on a baked sweet potato. That oh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And um, you can uh, put some plant-based sour cream on it if you don't want to uh, have a plant-based sour cream because it's a little bit more processed. If you want to have, you know, more of a whole food, just put some avocado or guacamole on it yes. and sprinkle it with some sunflower seeds or pumpkin seeds is what I use. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that recipe will be available or is available on my website. So I encourage everybody to head over to that. And then, you know, this last point here is, you know, are you reaching your goals? You know, the first slide is why are you doing this? And so if you're looking for, uh, you know, um, reversing a chronic condition or something like that, is uh, eating a whole foods, plant-based lifestyle helping you achieve that goal? And if so, great, but if not, why not? And investigate what else you might be able to do uh, or what other foods you might be able to eat that could help you reach your goal. Because it's not necessarily because you're missing anything by giving up animal-based foods. It just means that there may be another fruit or vegetable or seed or not a or legume that you can incorporate into yeah. uh, your diet um, that can give you the nutrients that you may be missing. And that's why it's so important to do research online and consult uh, reputable um, resources that uh, I mentioned on the earlier slides, some of those websites you can go to. Um, so it's important to just, you know, with anything you're trying to do in your life is to uh, stop and take stock. You know, we, we did that at the end of 2022. I think that's normally a time of the year when people think back and think, you know, well, what, what did this year bring to me? What did I achieve? What did I accomplish in this last year? And what am I going to uh, try to do in, in the new year. So it's really important to have that reflection and introspection and some quiet time just to reflect on, you know, uh, where we've been and where we want to go. Right. Right. And, you know, um, the other thing that we need to look at actually too is uh, in the things that we put on our body. Right. So read your labels on your shampoos, on your creams and all your things like this, because there's plenty of, uh, you know, of plant-based products that have been around for thousands of years uh, that mm -hmm. are healthier on your body. And we don't even pay attention to that. The makeup, the, you know, the, right. the creams on our body, the shampoos or the soaps that we use, you mm -hmm. know, is it, is it, you know, authentic and, and it's plant-based and we don't want to be putting animal fats or animal something else on us. And believe me, there's a lot of animal products and stuff out there. So be aware of that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It, it's um, there are uh, animal based, you know, there are animal ingredients in so many various products, like you just mentioned, cosmetics is one, but so many cosmetic lines now are going uh, vegan 
And, um, you know, like yes. many, many years ago, uh, a lot of them stopped animal testing. And I yes. think now, you know, they did, the, many of them stopped doing animal testing years and years ago. And now the big change is becoming plant-based. Yeah. And I don't know what all the, the brands are. I think there's, uh, there's many celebrities with their lines yeah, you know, yeah. That, that have gone completely plant-based uh, and, you know, an organic-based uh, products mm -hmm. as well, less chemicals, more natural. And, uh, right. you know, it's we, we've got to be cognizant to what we put on our body as well as what we put in our body. And, you know, mm -hmm. let's be preventative of the diseases out there. Let's be a part of the solution, part of the right. equation to the Earth's problem, to the mm -hmm. global warming, to the animal welfare, to the water yeah. shortage, to the, you know, the all of the, the things that are going out into the air. We're doing that. We're allowing that. And if you really want your kids to have a future, your grandkids to have a future, and you mm -hmm. don't want to be facing mass distinction because we have a shortage of water, we have global warming, and we have such a massive change on this planet that there is no turning back. We, it's too late to do anything. We've got to understand that we are the solution that we seek. And it sometimes could be as simple as changing your diet. Yeah, that's true. So people can get hold of you at uh, Stuart Wallander, Waldner dot com that's s-t-u-a-r-t-w-a-l-d-n-e-r stuartwaldner.com your book mm -hmm. can be found on amazon and that is escape the matrix by stuart waldner uh, please do get it i actually bought it for my um for my son-in-law uh, because mm. he loves research and they're complete vegan. There's no changing them, but they, you know, he, the more and more he can back that up, he loves it. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's um, before you kind of go, huh, you know, just try one meal a week or read the information. Can you mm -hmm. read the information and not be invited to change? If you deny it or if you ignore it, then understand quite honestly, you're part of the problem. And we can yeah. all be part of the solution if we just open our minds mm -hmm. more to the facts, to the science, to our own consciousness, and also take some accountability of our own health. Yes. Right. It's all there. Lovely way to start off the new year. Veganary. Um, we yeah. don't have to just be veganary. We can be vegan February. Uh, vegan. Yeah. I don't know how, to, how you do that one. Vegan arch. I mean, we can make it all along the line. Yeah. If you just start off with one meal a week, it's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And just kind of, yes, it's all new. Maybe it's, it's just a little bit daunting at first. Try one recipe at a time and just look at how you know, you can incorporate it even more. And if you say, my kids won't eat it, they will eat it if they see you enjoying it and you make it fun and you make yeah. it fun for them and you can do that, right? So you owe it to them and their health, and their well-being for the future and for the planet mm -hmm. that they're on, right? So Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because, you know, everyone who's eating, you know, animal-based foods now are just contributing so much to climate change that it's going to make... It harder for future generations. And I'll just uh, end on my portion of, of this on, on something that's in my book. Uh, really liked what Business Insider uh, said, Sarah, and it says a hamburger isn't something bought and paid for, but it's a symbol of a debt that one day must be repaid. 
So everyone who is eating hamburgers and, and eating animal-based foods today is, is adding to that debt. Mm. So if you're a, a parent or a grandparent or hope to be someday, then uh, you know we all owe it to future generations to adopt a plant-based lifestyle because eating animal-based foods is just contributing to the debt that future generations gonna, are gonna owe. And, and it's going to become a debt so vast that no one could ever be, repay it yeah. if we continue to eat the way we have been. So I encourage everybody, if you won't go, you know, plant-based for yourself or for the planet or for the animals, you know, think about your children and grandchildren. Right. What kind of world are we are going we to them? living uh, for future generations? Yes. Uh We've had our time. We've been our opulence. The, the Pied Piper is, you know, wanting to be paid. And yeah. if we do not change our ways, it's going to be devastating across the board. We're already seeing devastating um, mm-hmm. on on health issues, uh, you know, right. planet issues, uh, you know, obviously on the conscious issue of animal cruelty. Uh, it is time for change, folks. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the la 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 anymore. You know, this is not a blame or a shame on you. This right. is an invitation for you to do something right and change your ways, even if it's one step at a time. Because if mm-hmm. everybody changed to one meal or two meals a week, everybody, then look at already the significant change that you're making. Yes. All right. Wonderful way to start off the new year. Funny enough, I have two other shows this year, this week, that were all mm-hmm. on about you know, preparing for the recession and the, you know, the bill is due, the bill is due and and how are we going to pay it and that we need to change the way that we consume everything, our lifestyle and Mm -hmm. everything. Uh, And this is a year where we are going to have to pull in our purse strings, where we are going to have to review our lifestyles. We are going to have to look at what's really important in life in order to get through this year. And I think that incorporating a plant-based diet in and among that is going to be something that's going to serve you so very well. Mm -hmm. I think uh, for me, it was the best, one of the best decisions of my life. So um, and, and thank you for sharing and thank you for writing the book and the next book that's to come and okay. uh, because you've put down the facts there and uh, we can't dispute you know uh, thousands of people of of research and and science but you know when you uh, choose to go this path and you start seeing the benefits of it as you look back your conscious changes because you're not inflicting the harm your conscious yeah. changes because you have become part of the solution to the global warming mm-hmm. your, and your conscious change over because you've taken ownership over your own health and your own well-beingness and all of that is a plus 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 yes thank you so much Stuart. <laughs> to everyone you're welcome, else there Sarah. thank you so much for it. having me it's been always a pleasure. always a pleasure happy new year you. Happy New Year to you and to everyone else. Go and try the, the recipe of his chili recipe. Remember that you all you have to do is in, in any of the social media, put in vegan groups and they'll be there to share things with you. Recipes, ideas, where to buy things, mm-hmm. what the name brands of them. There's so much support out there. And his book gives you an entire list of facts of really what to understand why we need to go this way and how to go this way. And it really is up to you. Remember, your health is your choice. This planet's health is your choice. Let's make the right choice for 2023. See you next time, folks. Bye for now. 
We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You'll see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up just a moment.